Welcome yeah. to the Worldwide Shelves podcast episode. I don't even know, and if I'm honest, I don't even care what episode it is right now. Uh, speaking, what, an hour after that terrible performance, Chelsea versus Manchester City. Sorry it can't be on good terms that we're speaking, but I'm joined with my my best friend on here, yeah. Marvin <laughs> Dent, at Marvito Dude. How are you, my brother? Well... Firstly, I'll thank you for, you know, whenever you give my full name out, I'm more likely to get attacked by the clones of TFC Daily or whatever. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, no, I'm uh, well, doing a bit better because I, I got my son and uh, that was a bit nicer. But um, other than that, I'm uh, as I kind of, I checked out a few weeks back, you know, uh, for example, I, I can't really get excited for, for coming forth. So, you know, for me, the title was done after we lost to Wolves. So I kind of... I mean, I was really annoyed after the Arsenal game. I wasn't so annoyed after this one. I, I actually, I, I got up, I missed the first 10 minutes and I put it on and we literally had just conceded. And I was like, okay, that's great. And then uh, five minutes later, we conceded again. I was like, I'm done. I actually turned it off. And then uh, you said, let's do the pod uh, after the game. So I turned it back on and put myself through much more pain than was uh, needed well i'll apologize for putting you through that pain <laughs> extra pain but, i mean you probably missed that's funny because you probably missed the best 10 minutes best part of the game i have heard that i heard that we were really good in the first 10 minutes it's a shame that you know we're not playing futsal down the park where the first 10 minutes actually matter the most yeah i, I would make the point we the reason we played it was the first best 10 minutes because man city probably didn't get out the changing room till 15 minutes and then they got out and started playing a normal game yeah and i didn't actually see the full lineup of the man city play i saw our lineup obviously but i didn't see the. i know they had players out but i don't know how many were out i saw like foden and sterling and everyone playing but i didn't see the their 11 i saw obviously zinchenko and those guys so i wasn't actually sure who was missing i know there's no no aguero right it was no Jesus, no Aguero, no Edison, no Laporte, no Mendy, uh, no Ferran Torres. Mares is on the bench. Well, at least that stopped uh, Singer from celebrating if uh, Ferran Torres wasn't playing. Um, that's okay. So there was, I mean, still, that's five players out against our strongest team at home. If it's away, you know, maybe we can take a 3 uh, a 3 1 loss um you know maybe if it's full strength against full strength but five players out and we were three nil down at home at half time what's going on yeah i mean it was the less said about the game the better really i mean the highlight of the game was the uh picked up back pass from zach stefan i mean that that was that was quite funny to see it's the first time in a long while that i've seen an indirect free kick and oh. all that yeah, and, and I tell you one thing that so uh, normally I'll get really annoyed by terrible refereeing decisions. Um, I'm, there was one where Pulisic got fouled on the counter; he was in on goal almost, didn't even get a yellow card for the defender. Um, I, I was almost angry. I was like, oh, "Doesn't matter, we've lost this game anyway." It's been a while that I haven't. I've felt like that, you know. Like I think we went back to one of our pods when we played against Sheffield United, and we went one down. I was like, "That's all right, we're, we're going to get this back easily." Because I had faith in the team. When we concede now, I'm like, shit, the game's over. And that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, I think 
no one as soon as that first goal went in, I think most people were you had the Lampard out trending straight away. Most people were turning off their TVs. I think you and you could see the players. They just you see they gave up as soon as that goal went in. Everyone's shoulders dropped, head dropped. You might as well have not. You might as well have just told everyone to go down the tunnel. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. There was, I mean, it's it's interesting you said about the the, the Lampard outs because uh, I mean I didn't see it as much as I normally do. I, I decided not to post this time as much. I just like once or two, one or two small things. Um, but it's amazing how this kind of polarizes the discussion because. I mean, I think it's all right. If you're consistent, I'm always consistent with what I think with the managers. Like, I, I didn't believe in this project at the beginning either. Uh, but I kind of warmed to it when I saw all the young players playing. We, I think last season was acceptable. It wasn't a success. And I get tired of hearing people say it was a success. It wasn't. It was okay. And we survived. And we managed to get that fourth place to get the money in and all that stuff. But that's about as far as it goes. Um, the second, I really, I have to admit, I... Whilst, you know, winning the league is only one team can do it. So you, you can't really be like, oh, this person out if we, you know, second, third or fourth or whatever. But in this sense, we definitely should not be eighth with money spent. And, and we can excuse the money thing and say it takes time and all that stuff. But I, I, I'm not having that. I mean, if Southampton get a draw tomorrow, they're above us. And they lost was it like nine nil in a game last season. So I think you always need progression. And are, are you seeing this? If I'm honest, no. If anything, I'm seeing regression. Yeah, me too. And there are a lot of players. I said, I think, two games ago, we're going to find out now which players are Chelsea quality. And I think we're... I mean, I don't know what you think today, but after watching and sitting through, I would say, a good 80% of that game, it was Pulisic and 10 amateurs to me. And, and that's that's been a bit harsh to have us and Adoy. I'm not counting them in that because they came in quite late. Yeah, I think... I, I actually I do think hudson Adoy when he came on, obviously there was... No, no one was great. And I think with the forward line, I'm a bit more sympathetic because there was just zero midfield. So the forward line was never going to have a chance anyway. But... Um, I actually thought, again, hudson Doy came on and he did quite well. Billy yeah, came on. He misplaced a few pl- passes, but he actually showed something, showed some forward passes. Yeah, if you're going to make a f- good forward pass and it maybe doesn't work out, then I'm not going to be annoyed because you're trying something. But like, there was just too many, pl- yeah, there's too many players that are not trying, not do- just not doing anything on the pitch, and it just frustrates me, me so too. much. I'm- I mean, yeah, that's true. I think and, uh, credit where it's due. I mean, I thought Hudson Odoi was all right. You know, he comes in, you're three nil down. What are you expected to do? Dribble everyone and score? One time, I won't really criticise him because he came on and he did actually try. He scored uh, a goal as well, which and he, yeah, and he got in the right place and finished it, and that's good. So that's two games in a row he's played well, and I'm probably one of his biggest critics. And I think he might have been a little bit unlucky not to start this game, honestly. Yeah, I'd I'd argue he played well in the Arsenal game as well. Yeah, but. yeah, I think so too. No, I I do think so. I think he, he he was good in that game, and I think, you know, when you're working hard off the ball and maybe it's not happening for you, uh, you can kind of forgive that a little bit because you know he's making himself useful for the team like William always used to do. Um, so for that, I can't really complain. And again, you know, come on and did well. I mean, if you're looking at another unfortunate performance from Werner. I don't know what happened to Ziyech today. I guess he had come back from a 
an injury, but I almost forgot he was playing. Um, the thing that frustrated me the most, you said about players not trying, there's one point in the second half where Zuma and Kovacic are playing one-twos in our own penalty area. When we're 3-0 down, he's just absolutely disgraceful, in my opinion. They should look in, their, look in the mirror after the game. What do you think? Yeah, I did notice that, and I just... But I, I looked at that and thought, well, they're not, they're, they don't, they've clearly given up. So why should I continue watching it? And why should I and continue yeah. trying to support this game? I agree, and I just want to add to that. The athlete, I posted, um, uh, I retweeted something a few weeks back when we were doing quite well, and it was like Athletic, I think, said, you know, looking forward to getting Zuma to a long-term contract, which I didn't. But alarm bells went off when I saw it said they see him as a leader for the future. This guy is sometimes a good defender, but he is not a leader, and he will never be. Yeah, I mean, you know me. I, I love Kurt Zuma a lot, as much, nearly as much as you like um, Rudiger. But sure. even I can say he's not, he's not a leader. He's, he's a, he's a centre-back you put next to a good centre-back, and that brings his game up. He's not someone that you can see leading the line himself. No matter how many, like no matter how many good leaders you put next to him as a role model, he's. I, I don't think. He, I just don't think it's in his game for him to be a leader. And that's not a criticism to him as a person. Some players are just like that. Some players are not. Are just not leadership worthy. You either have it or you don't. I don't yeah. blame him for that, but don't make him something he's not. Yeah, I, I do. I'm with you on that one. And he's not a bad player in, in my sense, but I don't, he's not a player for the top level. And I've reiterated that. He had one season where we did win a league, you know, when they brought him in under Mourinho and he was absolutely fantastic. And then his injury happened. He went off on all those loans. Um, he's come back and scored some good goals and stuff here. But I, I think that's the max. I don't think he goes anywhere higher than what he's managed to do. I'm not against him being a Chelsea player, but I think we need to be aiming a lot higher than this. And I think that plus our obsession with getting all these youth players in, I think has really cost us. Um, whereas when we were winning in the past, people were like, oh, why aren't these youth players playing? Well, it's because we're winning. And now all these youth players are playing and we're not winning. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things to unpack from this, uh, this performance. But for me, this was very, very close to the 6-0 um, sorry game. Uh, what do you think? I mean, I, I, I know the scoreline doesn't reflect it, but I'd, I'd say it was worse. I think the only yeah. reason it wasn't 6-0 was, as I said on Stig's stream, Man City let us have the ball in the second half. They went and got a coffee, done a couple of counterattacks, made us scared, went back, went and got themselves a cookie or a biscuit, then come back and another counterattack, and then that's just how the second half went on. I've had a carrot cake. To, to I know you had KFC to comfort yourself after this game and in Mexico they don't have KFC so what am I going to do? Oh no that, that well <laughs> just come back to England that's the, that's the yeah, solution I'm grabbing my baby and my, my girlfriend and we're coming straight back <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that's the thing um, I, I would, let, let's kind of touch on one thing because I know there are a few things we want to rant about something I, I'll, I'll go first with this because there's something that was bothering me a lot on Twitter. I know it's only Twitter, it's not real life. And the same as when you go to the stadium. At what point is a fan a good or a bad fan? Are we a good fan if we s support the manager and we want them to stay despite that? I see some people posting, I'm Frank in if we get relegated, which is quite frankly freaking stupid. And um, then there's the other side of that coin 
where you got people saying, oh, I want this fat guy out, and this is like one of the biggest legends of a club we've ever had, which is also stupid. Where where do we draw that? What is a good fan? Is a good fan blindly supports, or is a good fan knowing when to take the, the needle out of the arm? I mean, I mean uh, that's the kind of position I'm in here. There seems to be no representation in the middle uh, when it comes to these things. I, for example, I don't think this project is going to work, but it doesn't mean I'm not a fan. It doesn't mean I don't support. It means that I want my team to do the best they can. I want my team to win. And I don't think that makes you a glory hunter or it makes you a plastic or whatever. I just want that my team wins. I want that's the best for my team. The best for my team isn't coming eighth. And the best for my team isn't sweeping under the rug, losing to Wolves, Everton, Arsenal when they hadn't won in nine games. Um, so where do we draw this line, Matt? What do you think? Well, I think in terms of the representation, I think the problem is with the each side, it's the extreme. They're always the louder voice anyway. And they are, I, I think they are a minority, but just because they are the louder voice, you hear them a lot often more than the, what you'd call sensible. I'd, I, I'd regard both of us as sensible middle ground fans. I wouldn't regard ourselves as any one of them extremes, but all right, I, you're probably louder louder than me on Twitter, and you probably are quite <laughs> uh, loud on Twitter. But generally, there's a, there's not a, most people that are quite neutral stay quiet, and they don't they don't have to because these these extreme opinions for either way they are for followers, likes, clicks, clout, whatever you want to call it, and that's why they that's why you see it often like. The trending on Twitter tonight was hashtag Lampard out, followed by a hashtag Roman, fo- followed by hashtag Marina. All obviously quoting the same thing. It's obviously you look at that and you go, well, obviously every fan wants him out then. Well, not really, but you're just looking at a small minority that are just the loudest. I think it's really important that when we get older, we because I was like that when I was like 18, 19. Um, I, I was, I'm, I'm not quite as bad now. Like, I mean, again, I'm still not completely for or against the, the end of this uh, said project. But um, I do have to wonder where it's going to go uh, in terms of go forward. I think you do. You are right. There's a lot of clickbait and, and stuff like that. For me, I don't really care. I, I rarely ever checked my followers until I started with WWC. Um, and it's something interesting saying it, isn't it? Because where where does this actually work? I, I would like to see hashtag Saint Max, uh, or, or you know get get some you know more dynamic attackers in. But even though I know it might not work, but I came out of that game just not enjoying it at all, on the verge of tears, which I am most of the time when Chelsea play dreadfully, and thinking how are we going to improve upon this because. I think it's quite clear we'll win against Morecambe and Fulham. I think we'll win that too. But again, that's just papering over the cracks, in my opinion. Now, what, what are you thinking at this point? How do we take this forward? Yeah, well, if you want to see a player that's trending as well, don't forget we've got fourth on the list is Mount. And you can you know what all that is saying. <laughs> well, I mean, I thought he was shocking. but um, I mean, sing, yeah. Singer tops, tops the list of that, by the way. Yeah. I mean, he was he was really bad, but... You know, that's one player. I don't think you could come out thinking we lost the game because of one player. Um, it might just be because they feel that Lampard favours uh, Mount or whatever. But Mount's, a, you know, Mount's been a pretty good player for us these days. And he's, and he's someone you think will definitely be able to grow. And he did try, at least. But I don't think he was the worst player on the pitch. 
Um, which no, I know yeah, there wasn't many worse players. players. Yeah. Um, actually, which players came out of this game not embarrassing the shirt? I mean, you'd argue Pulisic. Um, obviously, the three subs that came on, I think they were all, I wouldn't say terrible. Havertz didn't really have the time. Hudson Odoi did quite well. Billy tried and put in a shift. Whether it worked out for him, most passes didn't work out for him. But again, I saw the effort, grit, determination that of, I know you said about the uh, we're playing the, all the young players too much, but the exp- uh, they sh- Billy showed the experienced players how to do it. If, in my what in reason when he came on. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I don't think he could have done much worse than Kante and Kovacic. Yeah. And even Kante, I don't, I don't, a lot, I, I saw a lot of hate and unfortunately there were certain words that you don't already want to use said. Oh, really? Yeah. And, um, but I, I didn't think it was, in terms of the performance, I don't think it was solely Kante doing a lot wrong. It's Kante, people around him also being just not. Kovacic, I thought Kovacic was absolutely shocking. I thought he was the worst player by far on the pitch. And the way he played today, no wonder why Kante was chasing shadows half the game. I think that's valid. But Um, don't get me wrong, Kante also was doing things wrong, but it wasn't, he wouldn't have been in that position nearly as much times if he had a Matic next to him, if he had a Declan Rice next to him. Yeah, and that's not, that's not me saying that Kante has to play with someone else. He just has to play with someone com- literally just able to play football. I do th- and couldn't I, play football at all today. I don't know if you remember this, but when we talked about the kind of summer window, I was worried that actually the one that I wanted, well, not the one, because I, I felt we needed a striker. I didn't think Tammy was a, a, a leading striker. That's really working out for us right now, isn't it? Um, I didn't think that. And obviously, I felt like we needed more dynamism in attack. We obviously tried to do it. That isn't working either. Um, But I was saying we needed that defensive midfielder, the one that's good with the ball, good at tackling. uh, And I wanted Rice quite badly, I thought, or or at least bring Matic back. Uh, And we really missed that because Kante isn't a sitting defensive midfielder player. You know, like he's a guy that likes to roam and get the ball and win it back. He's not... He's more of a chaser, I think, more than that. And, and he can also drive with the ball. These kind of things, I don't think he suits what we're, we're doing. And yeah, you're right. For me, I think Kovacic was quite possibly the worst player. A toss-up between him and Ben Chilwell, who was absolutely shambolic. You add that to Aspilicueta, who just embarrassed the whole club. Um, those three, for me, were the pickouts of, of bad. But then again, you compare that, Werner was, was poor again as well. And, and Ziyech barely touched the ball, so... Another one. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think it was all on Kante. I think it's, he's quite an easy target for some of the kind of, um, you know, Sar Easter type. Oh, yeah, but the uh, J5 fans. Yeah, I mean, you know, you put Jorginho in, we're still losing 3-0. We, oh, we lost the adjusters made the funny comment. We were on Sadiq's stream. We said uh, we would have subbed off all three midfielders on at half time, but it's just the fact that Jorginho was on the pitch that we thought we'd have to keep one of them on. <laughs> Very valid. I mean, I mean, no offence to him, because I don't think there's a... I mean, I, I like Jorginho. He's nice. He tries hard. He just isn't good enough for the club. But um, yeah. it's his fans that make it easy to... That's the thing we've got to remember. We've got to separate the player from the fans of the player, because he, he 
works really hard and tries. He's just not quite there. He's not physical enough for what we try to do, and he just doesn't fit the team. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. We, we lost 6-0 with him. But the thing is, when we lost that 6-0, and for me that's the worst Chelsea game I've ever seen in my life, we did have terrible players on the pitch. I mean, there were a lot of average there. And the fact we, we've conceded three without Christensen is quite surprising for me. I mean, it also goes under the radar, but Silver had a pretty poor game too. Yeah, I, I mean, that first goal I looked when he got turned, I was like... Really bad. Uh, no, I, I looked at it, it was just like, oh no. Like if Silver's, if Silver's not putting a good performance in, that worries me. Well, there's all, it's almost as if there's a competent, fairly quick, fairly dynamic defender that doesn't get used. I was waiting for this to come in. Yeah. But the thing is, we've let we've conceded two goals of Rudiger. And he's, actually, he's barely put a foot wrong when he's played. And he's always out of the team. And I'm not quite sure why. I can get it if we'd conceded three and he'd slipped over. We had, even though it wasn't all on him after I've analysed the West Ham game. If it was something like that, I could get it. But when he come back, we, he had clean sheet, clean sheet. one, And the goal that we conceded was because Christensen fell over and laid on the floor. Not so much because of Rudiger. Um, it's been fairly good. Even Tomori, when he had his one cameo of the season, I mean, he was pretty good too. We got, we got capable people that could probably do better, I think. Yeah, I think with the centre-backs, I think I kind of understand because there's a lot of people that moaned at Lampard last season for chopping and changing the centre-back partnership all the time. I think the one thing I'd say about Lampard this season is he's kept a centre-back partnership near enough the whole time and if he's changed it round obviously with Silver you've had to manage it with bringing in Rudiger bringing out Zoom uh, 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 Silver um, I I think it's hard because I get both sides I get that Rudiger every time he's come in he's played very well I don't think he's had a bad game even the Aston Villa I know people going oh Christensen Rudiger disaster class so I was like Rudiger didn't actually make a mistake. It was yeah, exactly. Christensen that made the mistake. And apart from that, there wasn't really much Villa did after that. But um, I do. Th- I just do generally also think Zuma Silva have been our best partnership. And bar for Silva, that you had that one slip, which that happens to a player. Happens. I think it's not. It wasn't one. It wasn't like the Rudiger one where he's just gone sliding in. Oh God! But um, FA Cup final. One. Yeah, FA Cup final. <laughs> it bad. wasn't one of them ones. It was just one of the ones where he's just lost his foot in. And I think, the, as I said before, yeah. it was the pass to him from no surprise Kovacic uh, that put him under that pressure anyway. But um, apart from that mistake, I couldn't pick out another silver mistake. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair enough. He's, he's had mainly good games, but. Yeah, I mean, even that FA Cup final, that's that's not... I mean, that slide was ridiculous. It gave all that space. But still, after that, Christensen falls on the floor, lays down again. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. And then Zuma gets... He makes one tackle and then completely dies. And then after that, even after that, Zuma gets twisted and turned. It's an easy chip goal. Um, So it's actually a three-man mistake even then. Um, uh, Christensen always seems to be at the root of it but this time he didn't even play and we've still conceded three so I mean what do we do going forward here Matt how do we how do we fix this I honestly don't know because if you asked me Lampard gets sacked tomorrow who do you bring in honestly I I I don't want to I don't want to bring in some crappy interim manager to the end of the season 
or just some crappy manager like Sari who's going to get sacked in the next two, one or two years when our fans get fed up with him. And I honestly don't see anyone that's available and someone that would come in to do the job right now. And that's my problem I've got. Yeah, that is a concern. But I think there are a lot of um, top managers that actually would take this. Um, I think, like, for example, the, the amount of players you look at the squad, it's not like taking Arsenal's job or taking a job where you've not got anyone. I mean, there are a lot of good players that have just been bought. So I think it might be attractive for some managers that do actually have a job at the moment. But again, yeah, I, I'm not sure because it's in the middle of the season. I can't see, like, for example, the ones that we might want coming. I think probably, I mean, if I don't know if we're actually talking about this. I'm not sure he will get sacked, but um, it's very, very clear that I think it might be time to actually make that change. At least I, I do think so, but I'm seeing some of the the polls that are coming up on Twitter from some people I, I follow. I've got like every poll at the moment topped by Thomas Tuchel and that really uh, if, if, Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd keep I'd, I'd rather keep Lampard. Me too. I would, oh, I would too. For me, Tuchel is is not a, a top manager, and it's uh, and somebody I I've watched and studied this guy because people when he was managing uh, Dortmund, every single time they lost a game, it was excuse, excuse, excuse. He's, I don't think he's done a good job at PSG. That final really masks what he's actually done because they had quite a nice run. Um, yeah. They they almost in fact then I think when he got sacked, they weren't even top of La Liga. La Liga sorry, top of Liga. No, they started really bad. They had like the first three games. I think they lost all three. And there's no excuse for not winning that when you've got Mbappe and Neymar up front. Exactly. I mean, I, I'd, I'd make a bold statement. I don't know whether you'd agree with this. I'd, I'd rather have Sari. Oh, God. Than Tuchel. <laughs> it's, a bad, it's picking up the bad, bad out of a bad bunch, but I, 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 I honestly rate nothing in Tuchel. Absolutely nothing. At least with Sari, you see... Not a lot, but some little smidge of footballing intelligence. But Tuchel, there's nothing, nothing I see. Yeah, no, I'm. I mean, I would take neither. But um, yeah, yeah I, I think I'd rather you in charge. But yeah, me too. I think I could do a good job. But that being said, I mean, I'm aware of like the immense difficulty that it goes into this kind of stuff because you know we we all complained about the lineup. We got the lineup we wanted, and we were still shit. Yeah, that was one thing that frustrated me. I was, I, I made the point. I looked and was like, everyone's agreeing with this lineup, so I'm gonna wait till after and see who then contradicts their opinion and goes, "Oh, Lampard out, a lineup was shit." The lineup, the only problem I had was putting in Havertz for Kovacic, which turned out Kovacic was the worst player, so I was backed up by that. But apart from that, the lineup for me was no problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was pro the lineup. If we look at all the. Um, <clears throat> there's not one player there you would say, oh, I take them out. I mean, people would argue for for Hudson Adoy to play, but you know, that's one player. That isn't what lost us the game. So it's just uh, <clears throat> just insane. I mean, that's the thing. Once you get the lineup you want, and they still don't. I don't understand myself. And when we don't understand, it takes a real. I, I think it's a genius manager that needs to do it. That's why I loved Conte so much. Because I was at this stage not wanting him out because I blame the players. I mean, we come 10th the season before. But um, we, we just lost to Arsenal. And I was like, see, it's, how, how does anyone fix this? He changed the system. Boom, we won all the games and won the league. And for me, that's still a miracle. And that's 
it was after that happened that I wanted to stick with that manager for the next 10, 20 years. Um, I've not seen that with Lampard yet, and that's what worried me. I never saw it with Sari either, and it's just that kind of thing. If you're if you're not seeing where they can, you know, that they're making these adjustments to work, I, I fear for the success of the club. What, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I was with with Conte. I never wanted him out. I think I was more on the. I got to the point where I was like, I want him out because he, we don't deserve him rather than. He's mm. a bad manager. We didn't deserve to have Conte at that point. Um, and then I think that's that's where all the problems... Have, that was. I think that was the beginning of the end. Because yeah. we've got rid of Conte. We've looked around like, oh, we get another manager for another two years. Who can we get? Look around like, pissed off Jose Mourinho. Crap. We've pissed off Ancelotti. Pep Guardiola's not available. Klopp's not available. There's... There's no other world-class manager looking. Oh, who can we look at? Oh, Maurizio Sarri. We'll get him. Turns <laughs> out to be mediocre. Oh, no. With Sack Sarri, we've got to get someone in to appease the fans because they want us out. Why don't we get club legend Lang Lampard? They'll all back him. But again, we've, we've, I don't want to say Frank Lampard's mediocrity, but we knew what we was getting with Lampard. We knew this would be a project and a process. And clearly, I... I, again, again, there is no progress, so I understand the idea of people wanting him out, and I am kind of on the way to that. But there's no point getting a Nagelsmann in. There's no point getting a Ten Hag in, even though oh, I, don't, I, I don't rate Ten Hag oh, either. But there's no point getting them kind of managers in or Jesse Mars because they're they're, pro, they're project managers. We can't even back one project. <laughs> What's the point of going to another project? So we I take them. Know. We take them managers out. Who you got? Allegri, who can't. Who realistically, as soon as he steps out of Italy with Juventus, they don't do anything. To be fair, Allegri did win the league with Milan as well. Yeah, but I'd argue, I'd argue every time his tactics have come out of Italy, as soon as Juventus have stepped into the Champions League, they've been shit. Well, they they did make a final with Allegri. Yeah, but they were again. It was one of them ones where it was just they didn't have a massively hard run in. They had all the superstars, and he's, they still. I don't rate Allegri at all. I just don't think. I think he's overrated because he's won yeah. everything with Juventus. For me, he hasn't proved to me what he's done. He's won again, winning the Scudetto, especially with Juventus. The Milan thing gives him a bit more credit, but even then, yeah. Milan were the big were the Juventus at that time. Yeah. So you could argue well, that. Well, when, when I pick, um, when I'm looking for managers, I always have to look for an outlier of success. So it's um, when the uh, success is not expected, and that's what makes me into it. Um, and obviously, yeah, those Juventus things are not it. Um, we've, I'm just checking out now. He won, <clears throat> well, he has done his time. I mean, he won Serie C1 with Sao Saulo with Milan. He won the league in 2010 and the Cup in the 2011. Um, then obviously all those Serie A's with Juventus and that stuff maybe not so much. But I don't think he is the worst candidate for, <clears throat> and hear me out here, it's more about a possibility of him taking over until the end and seeing what he does with the squad. And if it's like, you know, not, not enough, then we change. And it's, you know, a kind of just interim style. But I mean, at the moment, I think he might be one of the more attractive options. You said about Ten Hag. I definitely don't want. Any, I don't want any of that hipster ball. Oh um, no, yeah, I was just mentioning Ten Hag because I know people will, but I I don't rate him either. 
but you're definitely not. I don't, I don't like um, these kind of like JDP uh, ball managers. I mean, they're all kind of wannabe peps, and none of them. They can do good jobs in mid-level clubs because they're ex- not expected to win anything. So if the football's a bit good, it's, they're going to come out looking, you know, smelling of roses. Whereas it, <clears throat> uh, Chelsea is not going to happen. You, in Chelsea, you have to win. And you've got, well, obviously last season was an outlier because we couldn't bring any players in. But I, I think we still have those ambitions. And I don't think what we're doing right now is, is actually looking good at all. And yeah, we could turn this around for another top four finish, but I, I just don't see it going well at this point. I mean, we should, in my opinion, we should be doing much better than this. Yeah, I think the one guy I look at and go, he could do a job, but the only problem with him is more, does he now fit the players that we've bought, would be Diego Simeone, because that's, uh, yes. someone, that's someone you look at, you go, he's one, he's challenging for the league year in, year out, winning trophies in a league that you've got Barcelona and Real Madrid, who are, in terms of finances, way high and above them. He works with players, he's got a good system, you know the system, but again, he's absolutely difficult to beat. I always was a man who wanted him, I wanted him, I I didn't, before Conte came in, I wanted Simeone after Mourinho. I thought he was Mourinho, he, yeah, he, you you say you you got all these wannabe Pep Guardiola's, Simeone plays Mourinho's style, but I even think he plays it better than Mourinho does now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but I, I, the problem is I don't think the squad we've got now, does that really suit Simeone? Do we have to take out a load of players we've just bought, bring in a load of players Simeone wants? I just don't know whether that's well, the best thing. That's interesting you mentioned that because um, when he took over, <clears throat> I've always wanted him as well. I always felt like he was the natural guy to go for, especially once the Mourinho thing ended. <clears throat> I didn't know much about Conte when... Um, we, we hired him until I watched the Italy team and I was really excited after that um, and that he had a really good uh, kind of thing with Juventus where he built them up from pretty much low point to, to high point. And the same here with Atletico. He, um, <clears throat> and he's won a lot there. Uh, considering you play against two absolute European superpowers, I think is not spoken about enough. Um, absolute, and for me, incredible uh, coach. I, he would always be a first choice for me. Whether or not he wants to come, I don't know. I, from what I remember, when he coached Atletico, he came back and they were really, really low in the league, from what I remember, and he took over and, and they ended up finishing like eighth or something, which is, that's an incredible achievement. And then to build on that and, and do what he did, I think is unbelievable, personally. Yeah, I mean, you look at him, he's won La Liga, he's won Copa del Rey, he's won two Europa Leagues, he's won two Super Cups, and he's been runner-up of the Champions League, not once, twice. Unlike uh, the likes of Allegri and Tuchel, who got a bit of a lucky run. Well, it's interesting you you mentioned that because if he's won the Europa League twice, that's really good for next season. Yeah, that's why we're probably going to be in the Europa League. Oh, we definitely. I mean, we we are absolutely miles off. And considering um, Man United have had a nice run, they're now quite a bit ahead of us. Tottenham are doing pretty well. Man City aren't going to come out the top four. And then you've got Leicester playing well and Liverpool. I think we're in... I, I think we've got to wake up and smell the unfortunate coffee um, here with this and, and get this fixed fast. 
Um, but I, I'm, it just makes me glad that I'm not an owner because these decisions are very difficult. But at the same time, I want to add to that. I mean, I'm definitely pro Simeone. I wish we, if it were possible, it would always be one of my first choices. Um, and that's the thing when we're talking about that, right? Because where do we go and all that kind of stuff? Glad that I'm not an owner myself. What would you do right now? What would you do? See, this is, this is the hard part about it because I, I just... It depends on what's already happened, I think. I definitely, if it hasn't been done already, I'd get Lampard straight in the office Monday morning and be like, ex- persuade me to not sack you right now. Tell me why I should keep you. And if he gives me a good enough excuse... <laughs> I'd give him till end of the month, middle of February. If performances haven't continued, then I think you get to a point where you have to bite the bullet. But then the problem is, again, if we look at people to bring in, is Simeone going to just jump from Atletico to Chelsea with the state Chelsea are in? I don't know. Because I think he's... He's definitely had approaches from Premier League clubs before. There's no way he's not. No one's never gone for him. I think he's. I know Arsenal ain't are, are not are not the best run club, but I know for a fact he's definitely rejected Arsenal before. Interesting, you mention all this stuff because I've always had the feeling that he uh, was waiting for here. Uh, it might be wrong. It might just be me as a fan, but I like whenever we've played them, the way that he spoke about Chelsea has always been so complimentary. Remember, like even when we beat them in that game, he said, "I've never played a team with that level of intensity, that kind of stuff." And uh, I don't know. I always felt like if he was offered it, I think he would take it. I think we are one of those jobs where it's the ultimate challenge because of how hard it is to bring success. That so many managers want the job. Um, I mean, apart from Guardiola, I can't remember anyone that has turned the job down. And that's even suggesting we even tried to employ him. Actually, yeah, that's true. I, mean, um, I, I just, I just don't know if we've just come in halfway through the season. Uh, and again, oh. I don't, I don't want one of these. No like, chance. They're winning the league. I don't want Gus hitting. So I don't want. Oh, he's a hero. Big, I don't want the jokes of um, Big Sam or Tony Pulis or all them nutters that have been bounced Sam's around. Gone. Big Sam's gone though. He's got another yeah, job. Yeah, we've, we've missed out on Big Sam already. So. <laughs> oh, we've got. Uh, still Neil Warnock somewhere bouncing about. Oh God. He, he, I think he actually turned down the Chelsea job. Um, when, oh, God. Oh. I, honestly, I, I think I read something about that, that he turned down the job back when Ken Bates was the owner. Oh, that, 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 that would be a, not a good sight to see. Oh, definitely not. But, um, of course, Simeone wouldn't come here in the halfway point of the season. No chance, because they're top of the league. And especially probably, especially yeah. after they'd probably just beat us in the Champions League. Oh, yeah, they've got that to look forward to as well. And um, they, they are, they are def- they're going to win La Liga this year. They're, they're, if they win their next game, I think they're like seven or eight or something points from Madrid. Barcelona are nowhere. This is a, yeah. a great chance for him to win the league and then finally leave. I think... Yeah, for me, he is the best. Well, him and Klopp, I believe. I mean, I might get some hate from the listeners here, but I think him and, and Klopp are the best two managers in the world, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I, I could definitely understand that. Um, I, I don't really rate... I've always been a bit of a... Not liking Pep. I don't like Pep. 
I don't Meaning. think he's as good as everyone says he is. I think he's had a lot of luck. I think back in the day with Barcelona, there's obvious corruption back then with how he won his Champions Leagues. I think there's always been something dodgy of UEFA and Barcelona, which in, happened to affect us in the semi-final. Thank you, Pep. Um, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't rate Pep. I think I'd agree with you. Simeone and Klopp are the best two managers in the world right now. You could argue the Bayern Munich manager Flick is up there, but again, he he's someone that needs to prove himself over a long period of time rather than just yeah. the treble that he won anyway. Just hearing the name Simeone uh, excites you know. Um, it's 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 like um it, it it gives me the same buzz that I got from Mourinho. Me too, me too. Um, it definitely not when you when you look at the face of Tuchel, it just makes me feel like you know we'd be going back a year again. On it, honestly, if we got Tuchel, I'd I'd consider not. I'd, I I would always watch because I love the club too much, but that would be the first time I really suddenly doubt myself in terms of do I am I am I motivated enough to yeah. Like honestly, like after university finishes, I'm. I wanted to try and get myself save up, get a season ticket. If Tuchel came in, no chance. I'm not paying yeah. my money to go see Tuchel. And that's exactly the point. Um, because that's I tweeted that earlier. I was like, I would consider not watching. Um, I, I it was so bad under Sari. I could see that being the same. And I think I do you know I think the club are not that stupid. They're not that stupid. Um, I, 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 don't, I couldn't see us going in front of one of those JP people. I think it's likely they will try to attract someone. I, I personally think that he's going to lose this job and we, and, and we will hire Allegri for the rest of the season. This is kind of what I think will happen. Again, I'm not no Nostradamus of prediction, but that's just what I kind of feel like might happen. And it will be given to the end of the season to see if he can impress. And if he does, I think then he will be given the job. But other than that, I think I think that also it aligns quite nicely with Simeone because there was always talk about him uh, going to Inter. Don't know if you saw that, but obviously Inter right now has the, the third best coach in the world, and I don't think they're they're changing with Conte. I think they're going to win Serie A this season, and I think if Atletico win the league this season, I think that's the perfect time for him to then leave after doing such an unbelievable job there. What do you think? Yeah, you always have to leave on a high, and you know. Barcelona and Real Madrid, they will get back to their pinnacle eventually, so it's the best time to leave on a high. Um, yeah, I think in terms of who I predict, I think you had the rumours in the summer. I know Josh used to go on about it in the summer, Nagelsmann. There was always that rumours that we were kind of like looking at him, even though we were spending 200 million with Lampard. But at first, I was kind of like, oh, it's just t- paper talking, typical. Chelsea uh, papers want to get on it. Uh, Chelsea's back all the time. We were successful, but I honestly think there is probably that long-term interest in Nagelsmann. The fact that they're concerned about Werner's form. Well, Nagelsmann made Werner look look good, so maybe Nagelsmann could be the person they bring in. But well, again, with um... Nagelsmann, I don't dislike Nagelsmann. I think. Again, I think he's one of these trendy managers like Tuchel, but I don't. I think he has something there. He I just knew Ampadu wasn't it, didn't he? Yeah, I think. I think the problem with Nagelsmann, I think he's another one of them people who 
he's going to have to make mistakes like Lampard is. So we're going to be in the same boat as now. And will we trust another process? Which I don't I think, think our fans are able to. It's funny you say that about the fans because I think I actually think the fans do trust processes. I think, but I think when the the process, you know, I don't didn't see too many Lampard outs when we'd lost. Uh, you know, we'd failed to beat Tottenham or we kept drawing games. Um, I mean, you know, the West Brom thing was testing. At least it was for me. Um, but I actually think fans do support the process. But it's when I, I think when is it a process or when is it not a process? Because we've lost five games in a row or whatever it is, four games out of five. I don't remember. Um, that's when I think I think people are right to question that at a big club. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I just you look at the manager at Nagelsmann, you look at Lampard. At the time we're bringing them in, you know they're not going to be. They're nowhere. They're nowhere near their prime. It's like bringing in. You're bringing in a 17 year old, expecting him to be messy. He's not going to yep. be messy for another four, five, six, seven years. Lampard, if he gets sacked, he'll go get another job. He'll probably go back down to a Derby level or something like that, or maybe go out to a foreign club. But he'll he'll carry on his trade, and I guarantee in about nine, ten years' time, he could be a really good manager. But you've got the problem is you if you're bringing these pl- uh, managers that are barely older than the players and they haven't had any managerial experience then of course you expect them to make mistakes it's like someone questioned me about Lampard's game management in in game management obviously he's not going to be great at his in-game management because he hasn't physically experienced enough of that situation to know how to deal with it in that split second obviously you're going to get people like even Roy Hodgson Roy Hodgson isn't a world-class manager but his in-game management is better than Lampard because he's physically experienced so much in the game. And that's what you've got to look at and go, you bring in the Nagelsmann, you know there's going to be faults that are not going to be fixed for a long time because he isn't just he hasn't got that experience. So you either go with them faults and try and hope for the best, or you get someone who is at that level now, which I think is where you look at Simeone and go, he can stay here for a long time if you give him the back in and if you trust him and not, oh, we finish second, sack him straight away. Because sometimes, I I honestly think nowadays, like before when it was either Chelsea or either United, if if you finished third, it was a disaster. Now, I think it's so... I don't think it's so much the big teams have got worse. I think with all the TV money that have been brought in, the likes of Leicester and the likes of Wolves are so much better now that it is so much more tight. So just about missing out second and going for a... Uh, uh, if just about missing second and not winning the title, don't sack Simeone for that. Yes, you haven't won yeah. a title and it's not the best season, but you, you carry on with him because you know he's that world-class manager, you just need that maybe extra player to go, we'll do it again. But you can't yeah. you can't just go for an inexperienced manager and think he's going to become Jose Mourinho straight away. I think that's what some fans won't admit it, but they expected within two seasons Lampard to be this Pep Guardiola, Jurgen Klopp hybrid god, which he's not, and I don't think he's going to be that for the next five, six years. I think it's more 
it's like Sadiq said. I know Sadiq got a lot of um, slack for the tweet, but there are a lot of deluded Chelsea fans who I, I, I would say I fell on to the boat a little bit as well, saying that we were going to win the league. I think I it's, did too. it's a bit. I look back at it. I think it's, it's such a naive comment. I think again, yeah. that's still my age of me being young, not experienced football. Dude, I said we were going to win the league. I'm 34, so you know. Um, Is it, the way uh, even, we were playing. Yeah, so even Lampard said um, in his press conference, he said all these people were saying that Chelsea were going to win the league, but he was like, I said there was going to be painful periods and we're not at that stage right now. So I think Lampard knows himself. He knows the problems in the squad. He knows that we're not at that level and we're probably, at, we, I wouldn't say we're at this level we're at now. We can be better than this. And I think Lampard expects to be better than this. But he knows we're, we're not, I think we, he knows that people and his own fans bigged him up so much that it was it was it was inevitable that we were going to just do this crash, and then now we're just so we've caused this such low void of confidence that could we might not even get back out of it. Yeah, I think that that's um, you know another key point, isn't it? Because we. Um... Like, I mean, I, I thought we were going to win, actually. And we were just playing so well. I was like, wow, we're going to win it. We're gonna, we've got a good team. And all of a sudden, it crashes. But then again, even whilst that is also naivety, I, I still, you know, I wouldn't have been Lampard out if we didn't win the league. Um, it's just we've got we to gotta be better than we were last season. For the uh, We can say it takes time to fit players in and all that stuff. But players were playing well at the beginning. So what's the excuse for them now fitting out? For example, I remember that happened with Ozil when he went to Arsenal and there were excuses were being made for him over and over again. But he started well and faded. And um, it's interesting you mentioned because, yeah, we can't expect that of a manager to be this great super manager in one or two years or five years. But we, so then we shouldn't have hired a manager like that. We, yeah. we can't afford to go five, six years of winning nothing. And we'll, we'll turn into Arsenal for real then. And, and I think, again, it's such an interesting um, point that um, I think... We like, uh, and that's a, the big problem. We hire them, I think, to to kind of appease the more match-going type fans, if you want to call them that. And I think that's one of the biggest issues. That last time we had all of those sorry fans, the younger people, the online base. And I'm not saying one is better than the other. Um, and then you had the match-going fans that were the Lampard. But because of that, there's such a divide created. And the same thing. For example, I was massive on Conte. And I expected Sari to come and do exactly better than Conte did because we sacked him for this guy. And so I was never really on side with Sari from the beginning. And I didn't say Sari out or anything, not until we'd started taking beatings. Like that, that sick, the Fulham, the, no, sorry, the Bournemouth game was it for me with him. Um, and, and I say I'm always consistent if I don't believe in a, in a coach. But the fact is, you know, we had people saying Conte out, some of those big accounts that then when we have Sari as a manager say you've got to back the manager and, and people like me are like fuck off like you guys were like saying the complete opposite last year you hypocritical cunts and then so you've got then and then they then are experiencing the same now with the Lampard situation so we've kind of gone from middle representation to online fan base representation to now back to match goer representation and and no fan is particularly better than another one in my opinion so actually now we've got a kind of like because i consider i consider myself more in the middle i am a match going fan i also am an online fan um i was a fan since 97 but it doesn't make me better than someone who's never gone and i think we've got such a massive problem with that now 
that you know you sack that guy you alienate them you've alienated the other guys in the middle that just want to call Lampard fat and hope he loses games and then you've got people like me that want want Conte back and and what do we do next yeah I think the board when they had the sorry issue you had such a it wasn't just sorry out but it was everyone was on the board everyone was on Marina even people were on Roman saying if Roman can't be asked he's got to go he's got to sell us to I can't remember the guy's name, the English guy that owns Team Sky. Remember, he came in for a bid or something. I can't remember his name now. But um, they hired Lampard. They saw it as an opportunity of, we can get this man in because the fans are screaming for him. They're screaming for him. They want him. But they were under pressure. They were like, well, we can't sack this guy, so maybe we can just go with this process. But now they've got to the situation where it's switched in their favour again, where now the fans want him out, or certain fans want him out, and then now they've got, they, they can have the excuse to go sack him and go for someone else now, so they now don't have to trust the process. But the board have got to explain to us as fans what they want. If they want to back Lampard and back him for years to come, then come out and say that. If they say if they think oh well, Lampard's not the answer, we want to go for a Simeone, then tell us you want to go for a top manager. Lampard, we tried you, we tried it out, we tried, we put a lot of money to it, but it hasn't worked, and we're just going to have to kick him, kick him off the street. But you can't, you've got, you can't stay quiet. And I think the board have got to uh, come out and say something. Are they going to back him or are they not? If they if the board come out and say, right, we are going to back him, then fans just need to whatever your opinion is, just say, right, I might not agree that Lampard should be the manager, but we just need to back the team, help see hopefully this confidence can grow again. Because I think fans if you've got all these fans that go Lampard out, Lampard out, Lampard out on social media, that players do read social media. P- people were saying, oh, players are in a different bubble players do read social media there's proof of that where you've seen countless numbers of players deactivating twitter accounts putting comments on um taking comments away they do read it and it does affect them and i do think this lampard this whole lampard out bashing has really brought the team because you've seen this massive drop in the whole team confidence wise i think it is starting to get to them so if it gets to a point where the board are going to back him no matter what we just need to cut this abuse crap out because it's just it's just not healthy for the club so it makes sense just to try and back him and if it doesn't if we get to the end of the season we're not in Champions League the board will have to get rid of him obviously and then we'll say right we were right all along but you just let them do their job yeah, I think that's fair. I think that that might actually be what, I mean, that's kind of another thing. I think that might happen. I, I They say about sacking fast and stuff, but they didn't sack Sari when we were 6-0. Uh, you know, so they, they stuck. Uh, I get the feeling that we will. this will continue. I mean, we've got, I mean, the way that I see it happening, I mean, our next couple of games, we, we'll probably win the next two, but then we've got away against Leicester, where a likely, what I think will happen, the likeness is we're going to draw 1-1, and a lot of the fan base are going to consider that's a good result again, and um, which it definitely isn't. 
Um, I mean, I hope that we would start to do better, but um, at the moment, I just don't see how it's going to improve. Uh, but there we go. I mean, it's it's a tough situation to be in. Yeah. What do you think of this article that came out with, uh, I think it was actually du- just during the match with Simon Johnston, Athletic, I think David Ornstein retweeted it, and then Simon Phillips uh, quoted it saying, the board are very concerned actively looking for replacements and that their concerns that Havertz and Werner's form is not going how they expected and apparently there is some tensions rumbling in the dressing room where Lampard's lost certain figures what do you think of that um well I mean we always hear this kind of stuff I don't know if it's true I mean so so the board are not happy with um because I'm not really happy with Havertz we I mean I have to say, I wasn't really on board this hype train even in the beginning. Um, but I do see that he has a lot of talent and hopefully will become a great player. Um, that That's quite interesting because, I mean, what what do you foresee? I mean, I, if that's true, yeah, fair enough. I mean, you can't really pick a fight with the players when you've never won anything as a manager here. You, you don't really give yourself any kind of uh, leg room. I mean, for a fact, if they didn't back Conte after winning the league, they didn't back Mourinho after saying that they didn't care as much as he did, they're not going to back Lampard as well. I mean, what do, do you believe in this? What exactly did the article kind of get into there? I didn't see it. I'll try and get it up. One second. I think I was looking at quotes that Simon Phillips picked out of it. Have a look. But it was basically that certain figures in the dressing room have lost, I think he quoted it as faith in Lampard. And I think they did, I think he did use the term project. So yeah, he said Chelsea have begun to explore alternative plans with a view to replacing Lampard if current slump continues, if not sooner. There is no definitive time re- time frame for when Lampard might be sacked. It's possible that he could see out the season if results improve. Tensions between Lampard and a number of individuals in his squad, particularly those who have found themselves outside his group of trusted regular starters, have been growing for some time and now factor into the board's assessment of the overall health of the situation continues. Lampard's job is under serious threat. Okay. Oh, my God. I mean, well, it has to be under threat. We've, we've not won in like six games. Um, I think anything other than that, I would be pretty surprised. Um, it's just insane. And oh, What do you think about it, firstly? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to try and pick specific names out but in terms of the individuals obviously you can definitely tell that one of them is Marcos Alonso obviously after the West Brom incident and I don't blame Lampard for that Marcos Alonso can leave and I don't give a shit what he says what he's if he's making a little tantrum then jog on mate um Tamori I think he could be another one because that is just a situation no one knows about and we I I really want to find out what has gone on with Tomori because I don't understand it. I know he's not the perfect defender, but he has he for me he when you see a player like Christensen consistently getting chances and Tomori's just completely frozen out. I just don't understand. It doesn't it doesn't I don't understand it. And I think that could be another player that could be causing problems. A man of that young age doesn't know how to deal with it could be causing some problems and I know it's a young squad so I feel like a figure like that 
where usually in another squad it might not make much of a difference if he's playing up, where they're all young and all his mates, realistically, likes of Tammy, Mount, uh, Hudson Odoi, etc., they'll probably listen to a Tomori more than they'd listen to a senior player. Interesting. I mean, I'm, those kind of players, though, I don't think really have any kind of strength in the club. So um, I think, like, if it was people like Alonso and stuff like that, um, like, um, it's uh, you know, I can't, he'll probably be gone anyway. I think it's probably people... I get the feeling it might be people more like Havertz and Rudiger. Um, yeah, but I think Rud- the thing is Rudiger, I understood at first, but then Rudiger's, Rudiger's been brought in. And at that kind of situation felt a bit more happy once we started playing. Was it Krasnodar and he played really well? And then he got yeah. another game after and, that, and there was loads of stuff that came out and said, Rudy is now suddenly a lot more happier and fighting for his place, which I thought, okay, maybe he's not part of it. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, it's hard. Like, I don't, f- it's hard to pick out who it could be. Could it be a Kepper? I don't know. Well, I don't think he has any power either. Yeah, that's the thing. You look at the players that you feel like are fringe players, but I just don't feel they have power. Yeah, it is so, It is dangerous to do that. I remember we used to do that in the past, and, oh, it's this player wants this manager out, but there was never any proof on that, right? I mean, oh, I yeah. think actually Lampard will know that, though, because I think he was one of the people against AVV. Um, oh, during yeah. That yeah, but who wasn't against AVV? Well, it's quite interesting because um, uh, Luis was saying we should listen to the coach and stuff like that. But I think, you know, the sacking of him was a great decision because we were going worse and worse, much like we are now. Um, but it's, um, yeah, I, I think I get the feeling it's more of a valuable type player. I, I, there could be something to do, could be Werner, could be Havertz kind of player, because those kind of players do hold power because they were expensive signings. Um, I don't think it'll be any of the English players, actually, because I think, I mean, if it, for example, we think about Tamori, someone like that, his only chance is going to be if Lampard stays. If not, he's out on loan forever and sold. Um, yeah. So I, I'm not sure it would be any of those. It's not going to be, be people like Mount Tammy, you know, those kind of players. They <laughs> could, you, could you imagine Mount, Mount, it comes out that Mason Mount is the key person that wants Lampard out of all people. <laughs> no Lampard's way. boy destroys Lampard. <laughs> Oh my god, crazy, absolutely crazy, man. Oh, you, can, you can only help but laugh sometimes. Yeah, that's the thing. It's the only way to get through these kind of difficult times in our life. Yeah. <sighs> so, if I was just to put the question to you right now, yes, as an in or out, are you Lampard in or are you Lampard out? Out. And that's horrible. That's really horrible to say, because... Uh... You know, I, I want it. And, and again, I've been putting brackets over my comments lately so people understand what I actually mean. And uh, the only reason I say out is because it's supposed to be a project. I don't I never believe in these project things anyway, in my opinion, I think. Yeah, it does take time to build up teams and stuff. But um, when these things happen, you always got to see progression. I mean, people talk about Pep's first season and Klopp's first season. Yet we made a final last season. So did Klopp. They had finals, finals, finals. They had Champions League finals afterwards. And then, you know, you could see them gradually getting better. You could see City gradually get the second. They say it took time. The second season, City won the league. Um, So, you know, these projects people are talking about, there's only two in the Premier League that actually work. You think about all the other projects that exist. 
for example, Everton, their project's going to fail. Uh, they're, they're always going to finish sixth to eighth. Um, who else we got there? I mean, Brighton's project, that's kind of faltering, even though I do like the manager there. Um, who else have we got? Big teams that have set up projects. Tottenham, they had a project under Pochettino, and yeah, they played good football, but they won nothing. And now they've gone to Mourinho, and it's that's not a project, but they'll probably win something. They might get yeah. uh, Arabel you've got You've got the like of Hassan Hortles. Um, yeah. For that level, for that level, he's doing a fantastic job. But we're talking about big, you know, we're talking about the teams that need to win. I mean, Arsenal's project, Arteta, they've already got a trophy, but they ain't going to do anything there. Um, no. I, I think the same with Oli as well. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, Ole, how long is he there now? That's is, is it season three for him now, technically? Yeah, it's coming on to his third year, yeah. And yeah, they're having a nice run of games, but they, they got knocked out the Champions that, League. They've been in I Europe. Mean, if I'm honest, I don't even think Man United are playing that well. They've just been so... Like, if you took... I know it's a silly thing to say, but the reason is because they, most of their penalties aren't penalties. But if you took all their penalties out, they'd be lower than us. Yeah, I mean, they've got some good players in there, but, you know, they're doing, they're playing, I think they're playing above themselves, whereas we're playing below ourselves. But I believe it'll be the same for them as well. They won't win anything again. And I think they'll lose the semi-final to City. And so, and they've gone into Europa League. They've got a chance there. But yeah, that that's a project. And I don't, I mean, maybe they're making little improvements now, but that's three years of nothing. And where do they go if they don't win again this year? They just keep having to throw money at it, and a lot of teams have to do that. But, but yeah, that's it. So you've got Man United there. You know, the only two that have worked have Liverpool and City. And, and they were, in my opinion, working by season two, whereas in our season two, it's not working. And we've also spent more money, than, especially Liverpool. I think they sold Coutinho to fund that move for Van Dijk and Salah. And those players, they, they've come and they've been incredible. Uh, we've spent a huge amount of money here, possibly more than them. We've spent on the level of City, right? I'm pretty sure we've been pretty close to them in the one season. And we're getting worse. So for that reason, I'm leaning towards out. And the second reason is I would rather remember Frank as the great player, not as this uh, what we're seeing right now. I just don't see it working long-term or even short-term at this point. Yeah. I, 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 so you, you like... People like I I slate a lot of especially big accounts on Twitter who are just Lampard out, but they're Lampard out, and it's just they don't have any proper reasoning behind it. It's just Lampard out for the sake of being Lampard out. Get some clicks, get some clout, shake it all about, and it's I I, I just think in terms of you look at big accounts, you look at Mark Goldbridge for like United. He he's a divisive figure, but generally I think he's more of a genuine fan than most of our Chelsea yeah. accounts. You've got people like CFC Mod. Oh well, my god! I, if I ever met him in person, <laughs> I, I I wouldn't want. I'd, I really wouldn't want to because I, I I don't really fancy getting a criminal record. It's not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, some of those accounts I think you just got to kind of. I mean, I've got that dude blocked. I haven't seen the stuff. I mean, I see little bits that he posted, but. I've actually got most of those people blocked. Uh, there's very few uh, of those people that actually know football, and I think that's the issue. That's the, I think the biggest issue is they don't know football and they're hypocritical. If they stuck to the same thing, I would have a bit more respect for them. If you're talking about there are people like Con who I quite like because he's always at least consistent with his opinion, and but there are some that just they they just get it wrong over and over again, and you just think how are people following you? Yeah, like, even with Con, like, 
I, I, I respect him a little bit more. I, I, I don't think he has enough substance behind some of his arguments, but I still respect him a little bit more because he, he is more consistent with his um, post, his opinion, and generally structure. But you get people, I can't remember, there's another account on the other big accounts who's like, Within two weeks, he was like, he went from like Lampard's going to win the league to Lampard, Fat Frank, and all that rubbish. I can't remember what account it was now, but I, I, I just, as soon as I see their name now, I just, I, I, I don't block anyone. I should really because it would save me a lot more time. But I just see their name, don't even, I just skip over it now. I can't even be asked. Uh, yeah, me too. I mean, I, I block all of that. Like, they get a chance, but eventually they, they face the block. I've got a lot of accounts blocked. They're just um, That's the thing. You've got to have reasons for these things, right? and, and just randomly insulting players and, and coaches is not the way to go, especially not if you kind of, especially for big following. People are going to take notice of that and join you. So I think you've always got a responsibility there. I at least find with like the generally the Chelsea YouTube community at least that's generally they're a bit better. If anything, I find they're more Lampard in way rather than Lampard out. Yeah, because those people are probably a little more rational. I think so. It's maybe a bit more, um, a bit easier to talk to. Yeah, and a bit, I think with a long-term YouTube account, you can't not be rational and have long-term success. Unless, unless, unless you're someone like Angry Rant Man. <laughs> Oh god, I've got him blocked as well. <laughs> I, I do sometimes just check him out for a bit of com- com- comedy, but yeah, definitely, always a funny one. This this, uh, this but, but that but nothing more than just a bit of a laugh. Well, that that was uh, we, well, bloody hell, one hour ten. This is uh, quite the the pod, the real football therapy. Well, yeah, we we just we're trying to get through our problems, and hopefully by the end of this, we'll be like. I can go to bed a bit more happy and probably get some sleep. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm gonna uh, gonna spend some time with my son and hopefully it will be a nice day. Yeah, I've got early again Monday morning. I've got clinic in the morning and then I've got a COVID test in the afternoon, which is gonna be lovely. Have something shoved down my nose. Oh God! I can't. I can't wait. It'll, it'll be funny because it'll just you know you just. What's your luck that it'll just come back positive and then you'd be like, oh, fuck, got to stay in for two weeks? Well, that will be something positive from the day. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do need some positivity, but maybe not that type of positive. <laughs> be careful what you wish for, my friend. Well, some people did say that when we got Lampard. Yeah, yeah. My God, my friend. Well, what a great pod we have had today, my man. Yeah, it's been wonderful. I think this would be the perfect time to wrap it up. Uh, thank you to everyone that has listened. Um, if you have, if you do feel a bit better now, you can thank us later. Um, so, Marv, it's been a pleasure. Thank As you. always, my friend. And we'll see you all, hopefully, for, what is it, the Morecambe game now? So hopefully that will be a bit more positive than this one. Oh, my God, can you imagine? I'm just waiting for us to get smacked up. <laughs> no, we need to win that. Is there any chance of winning something? Oh, don't, I can't. You know what's going to happen? It will be. We'll get beaten 1-0 by Morecambe and then Twitter will just explode. It will. Like like the Barnsley. Um, do, imagine if it was around when we had that Barnsley. Oh, the, it, do you remember the Bradford one as well? Oh, oh my God. The Bradford one, I think, was a little more acceptable because um, didn't we win the league? I don't remember. 
I can't remember that what season remember it was. What season it was. I, I, I remember Bradford were doing really well as well. Like everyone was like, "Be careful with Bradford." And Chelsea went in. No, we're fine. And we get beat four fucking two. And we oh. had Mohamed Salah. We had Salah playing in that game. Oh God. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I remember the Barnsley one. Oh, I was infuriated. I hated Abraham Grant. Oh my God. I was furious. I think Odijai scored, and we lost one nil. Oh, don't. Uh, Avram Grant, don't don't make me rant no. again. Don't need to rant anymore. Let's wrap it up in a happy way, my friend. It's been great to see you, Matt. Yep, it's been great to speak to you too. And oh. I'll see you all.